What's going on, brother? Can y'all hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. What's up, Pete? How you been? Man, I've been good. I can't complain. KK, how you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. I've been like, you know, it almost feels like a little underground at the moment, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're coming out. I think we're coming out our shell. Uh, just enjoying New York City days. It seems like every time we start up a, a, a podcast, I like to talk about the damn weather. I feel like an old man. But New York City is a perfect, perfect three days in a row. Like that. So we've been having we've been having similar weather out here in the Bay Area in Northern California. It's been a bright, sunny, and if you like the warm weather, it's been extremely warm these past few days. So I have I actually, you know, I'm for summer school, I'm out in the sun three to four hours nonstop. And uh-huh. all I have is a sombrero hat and a face mask. And, you know, I wear long sleeves to protect me against the sun because I'm always I have to because I'm exposed to the sun so much. Right. And yeah. Sunscreen can only do so much. But I have a, a mask tan line <laughs> on my face. <laughs> I read you, read you, man. I, I take in the sun as much as possible. It's funny. I, I may be from Brooklyn, but it, it looks like if you see me, it'll look like I'm actually from the West Coast. Because hey. I, hey, Don, I, I uh, take Donnie, we got let me interject real quick. Donnie, <laughs> what's up, fellas? Hey, I was gonna say, uh, card killer at the nationals, man. You're not gonna be seeing too much sunlight on your face, huh? Well, no, that's the trick. Um, I mean, uh, pretty much everybody knows that we're gonna be going, we've been talking about it for a and while. I, yeah, I think everybody's gonna be on deck, all of RPS, myself, Donnie B. I, I'm, I I got to wear this damn mask because, you know, everybody knows that I'm kind of anonymous in that sense. It's just that, you know, if I logistically work to your favor, it's going to work to your favor. You're going to be far more memorable than any of us. Everybody's yeah, going to look at me and and they're going to be like, what if they don't know who I am? They can be like, what the hell is going on here? I don't even know if I'm going to get let in the building, you know? You're not gonna. Hey, I wouldn't even go in with the mask. I would. I would just go in anonymously and uh, not with me, probably. And um, just, just kind of, you know, maybe uh, go to the bathroom and, and wait in the stall for like thirty minutes, so no one remembers who went in and out, or maybe less time than that, but something like that. It's like a like Superman does, like go in a phone booth and then, and then come out like <laughs> yeah. that. Because I mean, honestly, right. if I if I, if I worked there and some dude with a mask like that was trying to come in, I'm not sure I would let you in. No, he's not getting in. So, and I can't plan it where I talk to someone behind the scenes and be like, "Look, I gotta wear this mask. Maybe I should just do it inside." But then I may get hauled out. Like God knows what's gonna happen, but. You it's should DM. Be... The, uh, you should DM the Nationals uh, Instagram page that always reposts our stuff. Yeah, I mean they repost our stuff, so maybe you know there's someone there that can get the message to people that are running the show. Be like, you know, we got someone coming in that's gonna wear, and if it's cool to wear the mask and everything, maybe that'll work. I'll give that a shot because we got about a month and a half to go. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah, it I definitely try that. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just it's so funny. I know that you guys can walk around and, and and, you know, everybody knows your face and no one knows mine. So like uh, but, you know, just wearing the mask is just going to be a, a little bizarre because, like, I don't know how people are going to take it, you know. Well, when you're when you're when you're paired up with us, I think uh, there's going to I think at all at all times there's going to be someone that recognizes us. And so uh, if anything, it'll work. It should work to our favor. Where if someone recognizes us and then three of the people they're with are who you know who the fuck is that, and uh, you know then they go look up our page 
find who we are. Oh, cool. That's what they do. Boom. Uh, another potential uh, subscriber, you know? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm going to need you guys as an entourage to be able to uh, explain how weird it is to have a guy in a mask, like walk around the national. <laughs> it's not Comic-Con, you know, it's not the same. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, I think it, it's turning it, into it. It, with you got about 13,000 followers of, of some of the, you know, most in-depth hobby members. I think, I think you'll be all right. That's yeah. For, yeah. You know, yeah. Anybody who's anybody knows, knows, knows who you are. Yeah. I, be everybody else who's unfamiliar with it, that's going to be taken off. But I think that's a perfect introduction for them uh, for sure. Cause it's going to make them want to do some research and wonder and, you know, ask questions. So. Yeah. I really. certainly don't want to scare any children. And plus, it's not like I'm going to go in there as my as a character, you know, that right. I play on Instagram. I'm going to I'm going to go in as you what you how you hear me now. So I'm going to be as friendly as anything, you know, to everybody. So like uh, I just hope that it's just not so, you know, like oddly uncomfortable at, at nah. points. But... No, I, don't, I, think, I think the kids are going to love you. I think the kids are going to love you. <laughs> I know it's like being Spider-Man in Times Square. Rock the hell out of it. Do full confidence. Uh, don't even worry about anyone uh, getting weird feelings about your mask. If you, it, they're gonna feel about it exactly how you portray it. So Rocky yeah. was confident, and they're gonna love it, man. You and you and Optimus, uh, both. I think you guys got the, the the best personalities behind the mask. I think it'll be a fun a fun mixture. And yeah, I think I think if uh, out of the pair of me, you, and potentially Pete and all them, I think. You you might be one of the most memorable cats of nationals if you uh, if you make it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I I certainly don't think I'm gonna lack any confidence because you know I am who I am. You know, I have a, a real life personality too, so I think it'll be fine in that sense. Uh, we definitely gonna go in there and, and cause a stir because uh, I think this is this is more the big show than than it's ever been before the way it's gearing up to be because people are going to shows left and right we know uh we know uh pete you just went to dallas the other week yeah um and you saw how big that was uh do you have any little bit of of takes from that show uh something <laughs> stuff that you enjoyed stuff that, that was new and hot yeah i feel the last three i just feel exactly the same thing you were saying card killer i feel as if the last three shows that I've went to of Dallas have all been different as far as buys and sales and how the dealers and buyers are moving and what they're looking for. But the vibes and the energy have all grown bigger and bigger each time. And from the other shows that I've heard outside of Dallas, from Houston to Wisconsin or wherever else, I'm hearing that those shows, the energy and vibes are off the hook too. So and from what everybody's telling me about national, that this is the Super Bowl of, of cards or the Super right. Bowl of the hobby. I could, and like you said, this is gearing up to be something bigger than ever as far as just the energy and, and the people and the eyes on it, right? More than anything. So I'm excited. I just want to be a fan. I just want to be a kid. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I, we wanted to gear this show today, this podcast based on on media in the hobby and, and what's happening and and the national is is kind of where everything kind of is going to be skyrocketing i've always said it and i've said it in interviews for the last two years with people in the hobby that they're always like what what do you see what's next in the hobby because back in the day you know i was creating content that was pushing the envelope and they wanted to be like what's next what do you think is next 
And my answer was, I was like, A, uh, you know, the national is going to be Comic-Con. It's going to turn into Comic-Con. And what that by that, it means is that the focus is going to obviously now the focus is going to be strong on the cards and dealing and wheeling and dealing. But you're going to see so much content being made on that floor that it's going to be also like paired up like as a media like explosion, like just like Comic-Con was 20 years ago. all, All you could do is go and buy comic books. And now you could barely buy a comic book at Comic Con. You're, you're there for the appearances. <laughs> you're you're there for the you know the um the panels. You're there for to get yeah. autographs. Yeah. And this yeah. and as as long as this keeps getting bigger and bigger, that's what you're going to see start happening at at you know at the national where it's going to be. They're still going to focus on cards because people are going to want to move money, but you're going to see a lot of media being made and a lot of money being made by the appearances and just by the events. Which I think it's 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 like an a monster that'll grow on its own, and especially this year, this year I think it's going to be the biggest it's ever been, and then it's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think the conversation will be on the decline of the hobby. <laughs> you know? Oh Jesus, no! Man. I mean, people losing a few bucks on a few cards—that's <laughs> not slowing anything down as far as media is concerned, because people have gotten the bug and and they want they want to basically be a part of the hobby themselves and you can just by you know through through social media and through your own content so that's that decline i wouldn't even call it a decline i think it's like uh you know a negative vibe to say that's a decline you could i i I prefer the term correction because it almost brings it back to all right well that's more normal for the hobby that's that's the way things go but the whole media side of it, I think, is is taking off so much that that's that's a monster that that will get bigger every year. I don't. That's not a decline part of the hobby, you know. But it's the still only, part of the hobby. The only the only sense that it's a decline in my eyes is if you relate it to a roller coaster, because the hobby in history, the same type of declines happen before a massive incline. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it, people hop on board and they get off and people are in line. To me, it's just like a ride. It's the same ride we get on. And people hop on the roller coaster. They go for a ride. They go up, down, up, down, then they get off and the next people come in line. Once you get off that ride, once whether you're in the hobby or not, it's, all, it's up to us to share the stories and share how much fun we had during the dip and during the, the rises, right? I'll, yeah. share, I'll share with y'all real quick a little story that just happened to me. I believe, I believe, I believe this just happened. You want to talk about a decline or a dip? I think I lost about $3,000 in wax. Oh, shit. Yeah. New, right. new wax, like you bought 2020, 2020. No, no, I don't, you know, I don't buy any of that stuff. No, okay, you know better. So, it's so it's, I mean, there, there might have been a couple boxes of maybe, maybe a couple boxes of some modern day stuff, but I think the it was a bunch of wax and I cannot find it, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, I, can, I cannot find it at all. Turn so that like, into turn that, into turn that into a skit, man. We're gonna have to because oh I think God. I think we left it in the in in the in the house that we were filming that video. I believe oh, no. we left it there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That new video was awesome, though. I appreciate it, man. That oh, was man. awesome. It's a great start to to making more videos like that where the full song is being used. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I had mentioned that about the decline because for me, that's a decline right there. That's a loss. You know, I'm not going to get that back. But as far as the <laughs> hobby, that's a as far as the hobby, and if you're in it, you know, you lose a couple bucks, you're going to get that back. And if not, you'll be able to survive as long as you're still in it for the right reasons. You'll be able to find what you need if yeah. money if money is, is is what you're looking for. You ain't you ain't alone, Pete. I I can't currently find my autograph Griffey baseball from 1989 oh. when he signed he signed it at the the Macy's catalog signing. Oh. It's somewhere though. It's got to be somewhere. We've been talking about that for years, man. I've been looking forward to seeing that someday. Someday. Yeah, and I've been looking forward to showing it to you. I can't find the damn thing. But I also have things in packed in boxes and stuff that I haven't checked. So hopefully it turns up in one of those boxes, amongst yeah. other cards too, because. There's some uh, like sketch cards of Star Wars that I invested in a while ago that I can't find. You know, some old stuff. I have a lot of Star Wars, man. I'm I'm a real big geek when it comes to like Star Wars toys and stuff. I think you'd appreciate it, Pete. I have like a lot, like all mint in box from the 70s and all that stuff, like all that vintage stuff graded by the uh, Action Figure Authority and stuff like that. I have a couple of nice pieces. Ooh. We got one one thing I wanted to speak on the decline for mm. uh, for a true hobby member the decline it, it should be celebrated in some regards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You it's maybe yeah maybe it's not the best time to sell your cards, but guess what? It is the time to pick up the, the cards that you want for a cheaper price because everybody else is scared. It doesn't correlate to everything. But you know it does to some. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, some of the major cards where where they were experiencing extreme highs during the bubble. Um, and, you know, just like Card Killer said, it's really just kind of flattening out to back to normal. It's not even a decline. <laughs> right. Now, how about, how about um, all these slab companies coming out? New slab companies. I mean, we know oh, that HGA yeah. was just something that came out a month ago that was – you know, people are picking it up because of the quick around, uh, quick turnaround times. But the, I've seen like two or three companies sprout in the last two weeks. And I'm like, you know, some of these are, are just based on how nice the label looks. Like one of them has like a like a hollow foil label. Uh, another one has, uh, you know, describes the front and the back as, as being graded, you know, for all four categories. And hey. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why, like, even on this decline, like, I don't have much advice when it comes to investing, but I've been harping on buying BGS 9.5s because you can get that at a third of the price at a PSA 10 and you can cross over or you can possibly see what how how this plays out with this what you may call junk slab era that may be dawning and the BGS will come back out, you know, nearly on top or on top and, and you know, depending on the trends anyway. I mean, they're closed. They're shut down indefinitely. They don't even have a date of when they're opening back up. Well, Pete, you were just on Beckett Live, right? Right. right. So you you spoke with them, and I heard on that interview that he had to answer a question quickly about it, and he still had the premium price. They still open the the uh, the express oh, wow. one or the premium one. Interesting. How so how much can, is theirs compared to PSA? They're probably very similar. You probably have to spend a few hundred bucks just to get it graded in, in an emergency situation. You know, if like, like you had to dump something. But then again, they're not the hot hand. PSA is. So why not just send it to PSA at that point? Well, yeah, unless it was substantially cheaper to go to the BGS. But it doesn't sound like it is. Yeah. 
But Pete, did you did you have fun doing that interview? I know that you uh, you've got another one coming up. You want to talk about it? Yeah, we have another one coming up. I'm looking forward to the one with uh, with Jeremy, for sure, for sure. Sports Car Live. Looking forward to that one. Got a chance to talk with uh, Eric over there at Beckett Media yeah. uh, yesterday. I feel bad because we were originally supposed to to talk maybe a couple weeks ago or a month ago, but I blew it and got the times mixed up and logged on an hour later than supposed to. So that, but yeah, we were able to uh, make that up and uh, it was cool. It was all cool, positive vibes. You know what I mean? So uh, definitely love, love the positive vibes. Very good. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Are you doing a sports card nation? I, I did that one already. I did that one already. Yeah. Right. Because I saw something advertised. I was like, Pete's going on with John. And, and uh, you know, I did an interview with him last year. John is the man. Oh, yeah. Dude, He's a legend. KK was, was a real early interview, too, for him. So I appreciate John hey. and who else? Um, John, Brett from Stacking Slabs and people like that specifically because they make they make you feel valued because they find stuff. Um, who else? Amit from Card Culture. Amit from card uh card culture like it's i feel they don't ask the same exact questions over and over you know what i mean you can tell they've actually followed you or done some research and some digging and have something other than just surface surface questions or you know surface things to ask about you it's more under the surface and they dig a little bit so i really enjoyed uh that 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 show for sure yeah, dude, that's definitely that's podcast like 101 right there. You got to dig if you want to ask the right questions and you want to be like taken seriously, man, you got to know your your the person you're interviewing. I mean, straight yeah. up. I don't because... even think we talked about cards. I don't even think we talked about for 75 percent of the time we were not talking about cards and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because there's also, you know, when it comes to me, cards are a part of you know, what I do with my art, but then I can talk about art for hours. I could just right. go on and on. And, you know, right. cards, are, car, cards have fallen into place in it, obviously, and it's a huge thing. Um, but, you know, when we get in, when, when I get into an interview, when I get into talking about it, it's like I can go on like about process forever because it doesn't end it. And like, you know, in, in a month from now, I'll have something new to say. Right. And that's, you know, the, 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 the hobby makes it develop and uh, the media actually pushes it because it it makes it makes you think it's almost every time i hear like when i hear you like on a podcast what i like to do is like, like oh i was like i'd have this answer for that question you know if they had asked me yeah so like, that's you know that's how you know I, I stay interested and then sometimes an idea develops from that that you didn't have before mm. and there you go that's what inspiration is because it may mm. not be direct but it may get you to think you know that's some great advice for uh, people that are really up and coming and, try, and trying to make a name for themselves. There's only one way to do that, and that is to, to network and spread yourself around and know how to talk to people, know how you would answer questions quickly, quickly on the fly. Not everybody's brain works that way, and sometimes you have to train your brain to work better than it did before. Uh, so you're able to keep up in those type of uh, scenarios. Thanks. Yeah, I've been listening to John for over a year, almost two years now, uh, on Sports Card Nation. And every time he interviews, he has you know good questions. He's asking the right questions to the right people, and and I just sat there. And I was like, man, maybe this guy will give me a ring one day. And then you know, like a year later, it happened. I was like, all right, so now I'm used to his his program and how he operates. 
I was like, now I kind of know how to walk into his questions. So it all helped, uh, you know, and then and we'll see what happens in the future. I mean, uh, you know, I'm still, you know, really excited about national because it's just, it's in my head and I've got, I'm, I'm grinding out a lot of work to, to have stuff ready for the national so that I can like come correct and, and like, you know, take care of everybody who's taking care of me, you know? I seen some pictures. I seen some pictures and they are, uh, you're going to make some smiles for sure. Uh, and speaking of a, of a nice interview, a solid interview, me and Card Killer had this idea pop in our heads. What if we made one of our next episodes of Outside the Wax with uh, with with Javed with with Rip? What if we had him take your place for a, a, one of these episodes? Hell yeah! Hell Why not? Yeah. He loved that shit. He would love that shit. Yeah, let's that make sounds, it happen. That he sounds awesome. I mean, that I, we we know he's been more of a uh, of the behind the scenes kind of guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, we would love to pick his brain, obviously. And uh, I, I want to see, I want to hear you two guys in the same room because I know you and Slabby, you know, you guys take on the interviews and everything. And then, um, you know, Job, it's kind of like the behind the scenes guy. But you know yeah. what? Every once in a while, the wizard's got to come behind the curtain, man. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, been seeing, I've been seeing him more and more in your in your in your skits and uh, TikToks and and the even like you, you like that full length music video you made. That shit was awesome. I definitely yeah. feel like he, uh, he he's becoming more of a prevalent member, like like a a, a face. Uh, I mean, not that not that you were the face of the group or, or Slabby was the face of the group. But you guys are all carrying weight, like uh, right. individually, which is, I mean, fuck, what, what's better than that? No, y'all both right. Y'all both right. Job, his whole life, he's been that background kind of guy, you know what I mean? Humble, quiet, never say anything. And that's exactly, back, not- that was his approach uh, coming into the hobby, too. You know what I mean? But or, or when we were started to do this. That was his approach. That's how he approaches everything. You know what I mean? But he has been more intentional about showing his face. Same thing he did with our nonprofit organization. He was intentional about showing his face and being there. Anything that he's really passionate about, he really goes the extra mile for that. So if you don't see him now, it's really just because he had busy. He coaching high school football. So he's at the high school every day from probably 12 noon to 6 p.m. You know what I mean? Uh, trying to get that program together Monday through Friday. So, uh, but... but- He's definitely Sundays. He's committed to us. So Sundays, we all three of us try and link up and get together and create as much as we can. Just the three of us. But yeah, hey, why don't we? Why don't we get all three? Uh, all three of you guys on for an episode on Sunday. <laughs> that'd, go, that'd go crazy. So, but wow. we're definitely gonna. You, you, he's gonna be around on national. So you, you guys all, all three of you is gonna be together. Then the whole hobby's gonna get to see everybody. All three of you. For the first time ever, yeah. He, he, Rip will be flying in Friday night, and he'll stay till uh, he'll be there all day Saturday, and then we all leave Sunday. Man, let me give you one word of advice. Yeah, have those hoodies ready, <laughs> bro. Hey, you, you will, you, you bring two hundred of those hoodies, sold. You bring three hundred hoodies. I, I mean, I don't know about that, but yo. Why People not? are gonna go wild for those fucking hoodies, man. They will. So if they go wild for it, then they're gonna have to wait and go wild for it again too, because they're not coming to nationals. They not. They not. They not. They not. They might. They they might get released before nationals. To be real with you, 
Well, okay. you better have one ready for the kid, man, because I definitely want to be supporting one. Got you. I got y'all. <laughs> I'll probably send y'all. I'll send you y'all hoodies through the mail so y'all got it before because I don't want to carry anything extra with me at all. Yeah, <laughs> how are you going to carry 200 damn sweaters on on a flight? I mean, you'd have to get them shipped. <laughs> I'd ship them there. I, I, I thought about that. Day. We thought about I that. Know, we're just going to ship them there. I got I have some friends in Chicago that I can have it shipped to and some family if I really needed to get it yeah. shipped out there. But... Oh, but not yet. We have some other plans for it. We want some other things to fall into place before, you know what I mean? So we're waiting. There's a strategy behind it. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, no problem. I mean, my, my stuff fits in a bag. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the stuff that I'm gearing and getting ready for, I can, I can put in a little box, which is going to be fun because I'm going to feel like Santa Claus on Thursday when, I, when we come. I'm so, I'm so... Uh... I, I I feel like I'm going to forget what I wanted to bring. You know what I'm saying? I feel I, I feel like uh, it's very hard to choose exactly what I want to bring, man. I have so many cards as well as card art. Um, and of course, you know, just like Pete said, man, you can't bring like 25 duffel bags full of hoodies. Like you got to come correct. And uh, it's 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 you really got to ask yourself, what are your intentions there? Are you going there to make money? Are you going there to network? Right. Are you going there to buy stuff? Are you going there, uh, you know, just to sh uh, show your face um, and, and basically just have that stripe where, oh, yeah, yeah, I went to nationals. You know, it, it means it means a different thing to everybody. So um, I guess I'm just like kind of confused uh, on a personal level of what. I, I feel like I have so I want to I want to do everything, man. Like <laughs> I want to sell some cars. I want to buy some cards. I want to get my art car, uh, art cars out there into different hands. Like uh, I want to do some interviews, um, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I, I, I just feel like a little kid running around a carnival, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tony, just as long as you bring your sweet ass there, I'll be happy. That'd be nice. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Man, you're gonna you're gonna be seeing the most of me, dude. We're gonna be fucking sharing a hotel room, dude. Hell yeah, man. We're gonna, <laughs> we someone's gonna come home in a body bag, bro. <laughs> dude, I mean, you're you got killer in the name, so I better be careful. <laughs> I've see, yeah, seen those early. I've seen those early videos, man. I've seen the snuff films. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to get back and do one or two of those at the national. You know, something that we could plot out. Yeah. And just you know, make a nice skit. Uh, skits. I have a couple in my head. Uh, I just I miss making that content. It's like you know, it. If I had the time, I probably would pump out more of it. But you know, when I make that content, I'm not. It's not for me to sell. It's just for entertain. You know, to entertain. So yeah. right now, I've got an obligation to people because I have a backlog of 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 stuff that I owe. But I, you know. When I, once I have a little bit more freedom, I am definitely getting back into uh, the entertainment side. I think the last one I did was just that that simple little skit. Uh, and it's about national, you know, from that little from that movie, The Perfect Storm with that, you know, with Clooney in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You it know? was a funny little, you know, funny you know? little joke about getting to the national and your girl trying to stop you because you're going to bring you're going to spend all the money. Nope. But, um, you know, something like that is, is simple to pull off my own house. But I like doing stuff like Pete, like, you know, filming it live and, you know, being in it and and having it, you know, being funny. So yeah. maybe we could pull that that kind of stuff off that weekend. No, maybe we just going to do it. No, maybe we're going to do it. 
Yeah. No, maybe. Whether we Definitely. have it planned or not, we're going to come up. We're just going to do it. We're going to make it. Come on now. We don't have a choice. That's we're right. here for a good time, not a long time. And we're going to have the opportunity, all goes according to plan, to be in the same place at the same time for an extended period of time. We have to make the best of it. You know what I mean? So it's we're going to do it. Just like we did when we started this. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen for sure. That sounds good, guys. So that's that's the long and short of of us and what we've been doing lately. I know Pete has been on the interview tear uh, on the circuit. Uh, Donnie just hit a milestone, everybody. His 30,000 follower just came Woo! through. My God. Ooh. And it's funny. We started around the same time. I got 12,000 and he's got 30. He's like nearly tripled up on me since. And uh, it's amazing. It's just been an amazing journey. Journey. It's incredible. Incredible. So uh, I want to say congrats uh, to Donnie for that. I have a nice little care package for you. I may hold out till I see you in Chicago to give it to you because I want to throw a little, you know, little fun things that you're not expecting in there, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm all right with that. Um, I know you got the Dustin May cooking up, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I would say just wait, man. There's no need to mail it out to me. Um, the one thing that kind of behooved me um, I wish that I had some of those card killer um, stickers to close the one touches up because uh, another cool thing that uh, you and I were a part of was auctioning off that Ronald Acuna that you made as a, a gift for my last milestone of hitting 20,000 follows. Right. And um, I, I just felt like there, I mean, we both felt like there was no better time than now uh, being that he's just been on a freaking terror and has been the face of the of the league for the past year. And uh, that turned out well, man. I mean, I think it ended at $825. <clears throat> and right. the fact the, the fact of the matter is it would have gone a lot higher if that other dude that was in the bidding race um, hadn't been busy at work or whatever. Uh, in fact, he did throw another bid in, but it was like 15 minutes after it had ended. So there's no way that I could count that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, shoot, dude, 825. I don't know anyone else that's getting that kind of dough for for their for their art. I mean, you know, I sell I sell my pieces for, you know, between one and 200 bucks. My commissions are 150. I do all right. But uh, I mean, eight hundred bucks, man. Like that's that's an impressive number, and uh, I, I, obviously, I, I owe a huge thank you to yourself. I mean, not only did I thank you uh, numerous times when you gave it to me, but uh, most importantly, this card specifically funded my trip to nationals. So mm. yeah, yeah, man. Uh, th that's I feel like that's gonna uh, be a pretty cool segment in my biography when it comes out <laughs> you know or uh, even even like a, um, a speaking point in an interview uh, later down the road um i mean of course i'm sure i would have figured out uh, I, 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 yeah i would have i would have gone there regardless but to have a piece of art made by my homie uh fund the trip that's that's pretty impressive stuff yeah man i and i thank you right back i mean you see my page. You've never seen me sell one piece of artwork on my Instagram page. I don't do that. Yeah. I solely go through commissions and ideas brought about by other people. I solely work with other people. And you're at the top of that list. And I, 
go on your platform because I know what you could do for other people's art by advocating for it. And you don't just take garbage. You actually have, you know, your sensibilities about you and your own card art is hot. So it's just um, we've formed this incredible, I think, you know, partnership when it comes to like developing this uh, this genre and, and, you know, and doing the other things to get other people involved, like especially when it comes to having our other Instagram pages support the hobby and support the genre. And um, and, you know, the sky's the limit, really. So um, I look forward to, you know, keeping that up with you and obviously Pete. And, uh, you know, we'll take it from there. Obviously, nationals are going to be like when the bomb goes off. Hell yeah. Um, it's cool. I mean, obviously, yourself and me, we know how addicting uh, card art can be. Uh, Pete knows how addicting uh, the artistic side of the hobby could be. I mean, obviously, you're doing far more than just collecting cards uh, and collecting boxes. You're, you're making content and all that. Um, but yeah, to, to have, I mean, so if we know how addicting it is and then we get a, a DM message of someone saying, man, I haven't, I haven't put the, the knife down in three days. I can't stop making these cards. Uh, we know how real that shit is. And I, probably I get four or five DMs a week with someone on my personal account saying, uh, thank you for inspiring me to give this a, a shot and then they start showing me pictures of card art that they're either working on or that they've made and most of the time it's pretty impressive man like if you're if you're gonna actually take your time to make something that you're proud of it's probably you know it's probably gonna be all right it's nice. it's when you don't take it serious when that's when it doesn't come out good yeah and the pride shows in in pete's music too and in the content he makes and he's pumping it out, you know, day by day. And uh, he, he is, there's no stopping that, man. That's, that's just a, that's, train, a roller co- that's, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a roller coaster. That's not going down. That, that's just keeps cranking up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm glad to be on that ride with you, my friend. Oh, wait, wait till you, wait till y'all see what I have planned for y'all to honor y'all at, at nationals at the same time. <laughs> my, my wait, wait till y'all see, I'm not going to say much, but, you know, we always a step ahead of the rest and different. And it's in true art, art culture, fashion, card art, fashion. So I can't wait to show y'all what I got in store. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. You, you won't be alone either. I promise. Yeah. 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 Hey, I was going to say, uh, card killers worry about uh, being let in with the mask. I'm hoping they let them in with the fucking tool belt, dude, with the, with the, with the drill. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't fucking, know if I can get a power drill. I don't know if I can get a drill on the plane. I, I may have to, no, you know, go to a hardware store. <laughs> uh, ship it, dude. Ship it to the hotel. Yeah, I may have to ship something to the hotel. Like, you know, medieval torture <laughs> weapons. <laughs> guillotine, dude. Uh, I mean, we, we, we could buy like a guillotine uh, paper cutter there, cheap or something. I mean, the one that I bought was like 40 bucks at Staples. It works pretty good. Do you think I should get like that fake blood ready and like do that yes. thing where... I- <laughs> yeah, dude, you had me for over a year. You had me fooled on that, dude. I I cut up numerous refractors, thinking, I wonder if this is the kind that fucking bleeds. Yeah, too nope. much. Yeah, too much. <laughs> <laughs> a year, bro. You had me fooled for a full year. Uh, I'm, year. Def- 
I'm definitely going to, I'll cook up something. It'll be like a little experiment. But the thing is that uh, I have to find the right table or something that is willing to, you know, because we don't have a table. Like if we had a table, we could do this, these things we all week. We will find a table. We got to find a spot that's going to let us do something like that. We can, or, we can, we can find a table. I'll let you, but between the, the, between us the collectively, we can find a table yes. or we can plan on finding a table for that sure by the weekend, for sure. It's hey, only, man, it's only going to whoever, it's going to only gain clout to whoever's table lets us fuck with it. I'm exactly. You, a mayhem break at a table. That needs to be on the main stage. That needs to be on the main stage, man. I'd love to make that happen. How do we make that happen? <laughs> do it do it the first way first, like we said, probably. Or just keep on heading. <laughs> y'all heading in that direction anyway. Pretty soon, I don't know when, next year, the year after, y'all going to be on the main stage with the Mayhem break. So it's only a matter of time. If if it's not a national, it's going to be somebody else, some other kind of card, con- card convention that 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 knows the value of having y'all on stage and they're going to make it happen because they know what it's going to do for the hobby. So it, it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like fun. I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. That sounds like fun. Well, shoot, man, I feel like we're uh, we're about due time for some questions, fellas. What do you think? Yeah, Let's go. start okay. us off. Um, yeah, Donnie, you start. I can do that. Um, so I, I'm very grateful for what the hobby has given me in general. Um, I speaking of the, the gratification for a hundred different creative minds. I mean, hell, the, the gratification for my own mind has been exponential. You know, when I, when I, when I became drug free, um, five years ago, almost to the date, uh, J- July 10th. It'll be five years drug free. Yeah. And, and, you know, little, little did I think that I'd ever hit a milestone like that, especially where I was headed, but to have something so simple that I thought, uh, you know, I thought the hobby was, was just going to be such a small part of, uh, you know, my recovery, a small part of my life, just, just, just a fun little hobby. But little did I know it, it would damn near take over my life and be, become my life and and become how I want to spend my time, how I want to um, try to grow uh, on this earth, you know. So with that being said, what is the the most unexpected blessing that the hobby has brought to you guys currently? Mm-hmm. It's a really good question. It's a really for me, it's it's a very broad answer because, you know, the way I deal with the hobby now, you obviously know that it's a part of my art life. And I started that journey 40 years ago. Like, I'm not like a, you know, a rookie at that. Right. Um, and I started collecting cards when I was 10. I never married the two until maybe uh, seven years ago. You know, in one of the waves when I was brought back into the hobby, you know how people come in and out? Like, I've had, like, three instances where I've been in and out. So, the last time it came back in is when I first put it into my art. And, uh, you know, that was unexpected because you never know where your journey is going to be. You know, you never know what life is going to bring you. So, 
the fact that cards kind of worked its way into the most important aspect of my life was unexpected at the time, but it became an epiphany pretty quickly. And, you know, in in the beginning I had put it into my paintings and I was doing, I would say abstract uh, landscapes. Like I was working in that style because it was, you know, it was something that I wanted to figure out. Uh, most of my art is just about innovating things and, you know, not being satisfied with with just stick, sticking to a skill, just always trying to figure something new out. So abstract landscape, even though like when I was a kid, I, I absolutely hated it. I figured that when I was an adult, that it was something that I can grow as an artist to learn about it. And then if I stuck with it, I would or if I didn't, if I could move on. Um, yeah. So I moved on a little bit, but the cards that I put into those abstract paintings, because that's what I started doing. I started putting the cards into those paintings. Um, I kept the cards as the material and then I moved it over into something else. You know, I was doing portraits for a little while and then I started doing the apparel uh, where I was adorning hats with the cards, the pieces. And um, I did, you know, a couple of pair of shoes and, you know, a couple of neckties. You know, and and then I'd it kept love to see the shoes, man. I'd love to see the shoes. Oh yeah, I, I have. I'll I'll send you a couple of pics. I'll probably post it. Actually, yeah, the thing is I'll that when you, yeah, when you wear those kinds of shoes, though, you know, you bend um, the shoe at a certain point, so you can't really have the um, the cards adorning the whole shoe. So I tried to do the best I could, and uh, I made a pair of shoes for my friend, and then I I, I made a, sh- a pair another shoes at another time. But the thing is that they there's a lot of wear and tear involved in shoes. Whereas I'd love, hats, some, I'd love some Nike high tops made by Card Killer, man. Oh, then that could be easily done. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly can. But you know, the yeah. hats are easier because you know you can be a little bit more delicate with hats. Yeah, so, but let me tell you, let me tell you something, Card Killer. You start you start making those shoes, you'll have another source of income coming at you. Uh, with with a lot of people that are willing to spend a lot of money, I got you know those custom hats. They they'll sell, but you know that's that's more that's more of a tough sell in my opinion than if I seen like some Nike high tops uh, customized by you. I feel like that would be a phenomenon. That's true. That's true. But you see what happens is that I was doing that a couple of years uh, a few years ago. And you present it to such a broad audience. And the broad audience was the fine art world. And well, if you're custom, not really... Custom shoes. custom shoes are a big uh, thing in the culture right now. No, you're, no, you're absolutely right. But the way I was doing it was I was presenting it to other people. Like, I was presenting it as fine art into the fine art world. And, you know, when you're not in that club, you know, breaking through is not the easiest thing to do. So well, that's not that's not necessarily where you should have gone in the first place. No, you exactly. You so yeah, you should have the shoe culture, shoe world. So what happens is that you know everything started developing, and I started realizing that the audience shouldn't have been such a broad, uh, you know, and like an audience that wasn't going to give you any attention. And you find your attention in the hobby because you're using that material and you're kind of touching and pulling their heartstrings, you know. So yeah. I started focusing my energy on the audience and where the art was going to go, knowing my audience. And that audience became the hobby. And that's when everything kind of boiled up. And I started saying, you know, at first, let me entertain the hobby and then let me show them the art. 
that's yeah. how he's going to build the audience. And, I remember. Uh, I, I remember the turning point. In fact, specifically of when I kind of—I'm not going to say that I was the deciding factor, but I remember uh, talking about it and knowing that your one of your whole points, or I—I I, I, what am I trying to say? Your uh, one of your goals was to have people see your card art and make them veer into your normal art world. And right. I, I remember there being that turning point of your, I think your audience is specifically in the car world. Um, just knowing that, I, I, I think at the time you had uh, around 10,000, if not more, or if maybe around that, maybe less uh, followers. And more of them than not would kill to have a card killer custom in their PC. And I mean, how many of them would want, uh, you know, a, a, a fine art piece of yours that to hang on their wall, you know, um, a lot less. Yeah. So, I think, I think it's there, but I think that could come full circle. So like I got to well, work on all of that stuff. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. But, um, it, it just felt like it was uh, a huge necessity to focus on that uh, market and grow that audience. And you've been doing a fucking amazing job of it. So you see, this is that answer. My, that pretty much answers the question of it being an unexpected blessing that the hobby brought to me because I was able to use the audience to find my path, you know, and respond to them. And um, that that's always unexpected because, you know, an artist is going to have their own path. And and sometimes unless they stick with one idea, it's always going to be, um, you know, a, a path of innovation and a path of unexpectedness. And that's exactly where it is. And that's where it is now. And that's where it's going to be next year. I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, I have a better I have a clearer idea now, but my goals are incredibly lofty. And that's yeah. just the way I think, you know, I have huge goals at the end. And uh, and I'm working my way day by day at the ones that I could do now. And, uh, you know, I think we all three of us share the same, you know, philosophy when it comes to big goals and, and small steps. And uh, you got to put the work in. And that's what we're that's what we're doing right now. So if if that answers the question, Donnie, I really hope it does, because it's basically an unexpected turn that now, you know, that's, it's been the most, most rewarding part of my life. Yeah. I love it. That was a great answer. Uh, and, and, and I've loved watching it turn from just a medium for you into your literal work, you know, rather than just using card pieces, you are making card masterpieces and, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, like I haven't seen that type of exponential growth uh, firsthand on anything um, as much as I've seen it with you and your artwork. So it's yeah, I, I feel like you and I have become a well-oiled machine and all me hitting 30,000 followers. That is basically just as good as you having 30,000 followers, because at any at the drop of any dime. Uh, you could, you know, I could promote anything for you. And, you know, very often I post stuff, uh, you know, pieces from you or auction your, your pieces off. And my platform 
has, I mean, for them to fall in love with card art, it's because it started, I mean, it started with you. It started with your stuff and auctioning off those, you know, some of the first project pieces that you and I made that, I mean, even from the get, we weren't doing bad. I think the first piece sold for what, like 150? Yeah. I mean, you had to build it. I had to build it from nothing. I mean, you, you, you know, we were giving, I was giving things away. Yeah. But think about that. I mean, you, at that point, people weren't buying your pieces for like 60, 70 bucks. And the first piece we auctioned off sold for like 150. Then I mean, and then the next one jumped uh, and, and so forth and so forth. And then we kind of smartened up and rather than using, cheaper players of nice cards we were using you know better players and it it definitely uh, correlated and then that luca just went crazy man like at a time when we were getting three four hundred uh, a pop you know then you you went with a real investment piece uh, that was probably the first card that you really spent money on that you worked on would you say yeah for sure. And the fact that I had to buy two of them made it twice as expensive because I screwed it up. <laughs> Dude, all for the back, right? Yeah, what happened was that um, I used this black glue um, to adhere the back to the front because like I, I make how I make the cards is I split I, I split them in two and then I and then I glue them back once I, I finished everything. And I used this glue that bled through the black the back of the card and it just put this big dark stain on it. So which, which um, is very easy to do. Like that could very easily happen, being that you are working with such a thin layer of material. Yeah. So my, you know, suggestion there is not to use black paint, not to use, you know, what don't use black markers, because that stuff is just basically wet alcohol and ink. You're 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 asking it to bleed everywhere. So, um, I I've had techniques where I'm using this very very dry. Um, matte black acrylic that's very very kind of plaster paint kind of like it's very very um, it's it's not so thin it doesn't bleed as much and uh, I, I, I will never use like a sharpie again to darken my lines it, it's just ridiculous um, that's that's the name of the game yeah, I had to buy a whole new another Luca to just to sandwich a new back on it so I, I doubled down on that one but you know in 2019 that was the experimental phase to where we were just seeing how well the art would take off. And then 2019 is when we started, you know, putting it into bigger cards. And uh, you know, I think at the national, I'm going to have basically an altered card that's worth six figures. So you're going to see that uh, come up pretty soon. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Not that or no. What's that? You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, everybody kind of knows that it's coming up. If they've seen the progress that's been going on with the 61 Fleer. Um, well, they know about it, but I mean, you know. Modern you, classic. You could definitely speak on it if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not hiding it. Uh, I in, Within a month's time, I'm going to have the Jerry West uh, altered 61 Fleer come out. And then at the National, I'll present the Wilt Chamberlain. You know the wilt. The wilt is is on eBay in a PSA nine at a million bucks. Now I don't think he'll get a million bucks for it, but there are auctions going for. There are auctions going for six figures for you know a a, a high condition, a high grade wilt. So that card is no joke, and uh, I have to really come correct. 
<laughs> when when it comes to the Nationals because it's going to be uh, it's going to be out there on the uh, on the floor with with a few others, you know, sitting in um, sitting at a booth by uh, shout out to Sports Dot Collector. Uh, he's the guy who I'm partnering with, who's supplying all these uh, amazing cards that I you know have the privilege to alter. And uh, I, I can't wait for that to happen. Has he, uh, has he gotten any uh, reasonable offers on those? You know, I haven't heard much. I know that he wants to get um, he wants to get them all together. He wants to have like uh, an opportunity to have them all shot at once, so that you know he can tell the story. Uh, I know he's been fielding questions. <laughs> what? I said it's a little too late for that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I know one is gone, but he still has four left to go and uh i think uh he wants to get them all at nationals and then because he's had he's been having conversations at other shows about them with people um but he's also doing a bit of convincing he's trying to get people on board because not everybody in in the hobby knows about you know what artists do to alter cards and and what it means it's growing and to us it feels big because we're in the middle of it but you know you're talking about 100 artists contributing a lot of cards and then you're talking about a company like Tops and Panini making millions of cards, you know, a cl- at a clip a month. So, you know, we're we're fighting for uh, you know our own little position in it, but you know, it's it you has are, to grow. Are, it has to grow. You are the only so far the only proof of existing uh, high end uh, card art that I've seen that 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 really has existed. I mean, well, you know, of course, there's been some very cool and unique uh, things that we've seen come about, being that you and I have like a bird's eye view onto everything that's going on, that you are proof that it can be done rather than it just being a fun hobby where people can, you know, snip up some some wax and make some cool renditions of their favorite cards. You you take it to a whole nether level. And so it's cool for other people to see that as proof that it can be done, that it is being done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that it can be done, you know, and uh, it, it just goes, it, 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 I think it gives a lot of people um, something to strive for. Because if they're like, if, you know, if a, a piece of card art can sell for $2,000, there are people out there who are going to be like, I got to figure that out. I got to figure out a way to do that. I mean, I hate, to it. I hate to say it like, of course, it's great to see everybody join in with the fun, but you know a lot of that a lot of the reason is because of that. They're seeing even stuff like mine, like oh, what? How if he's getting 150 for that? I better start cutting up some cards. Like that's you know it, it's I gotta believe it's at least 50 percent that and 50 percent for the fun of it. But whatever the reason is, they fall in love with it for the right reason or, or right or wrong they fall in love with it and mm-hmm. it becomes a part of how they view the hobby rather than just collecting prospects or uh collecting lebron james or, or luca now yeah. now you could get your favorite player in a custom one of one by your favorite artist that you've been watching and develop for however long yeah, I mean, there's also that other aspect where, you know, established artists are jumping into it and, you know, they bring along with it their price. So there's also another aspect where the art world is involved. And we've seen it happen because Tops have hired a lot of artists to make these cards. And we've been enjoying seeing so many 
damn cool cards being made but those are you know those are all prints there's not really there's not really it's there's nothing handmade so there's a little bit more of an aspect for handmade and and a little bit more desire for that kind of handmade and and people probably who see you know the vision for it are willing to pay a premium for the one of a kind just as you would pay for a one of one that comes out of a pack and you know that's the the mission that i've been on for now two and a half years and uh and i'll do i'm gonna probably pursue this until the day i die to be honest because it's like we found our niche yeah i mean i i can't tell you how um amazing that feels because i like i said i started when i was four i am almost 44 so it's i've been in art school with me being the student and the teacher for four decades so i you know it's it's not like um it's not like I take this for granted. I, I, I appreciate every second the fact that now I get to show an audience instead of showing people, you know, in my family and friends. And they're going, yeah, but where has that gotten you? And, you know, you know, I have something a little yeah. bit, you know, to be proud of it at the moment. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for the hobby for um, taking me in and, and, and really um, giving me that platform and, and appreciating it and enjoying it. And I'll continue to do it. I'll, I'll keep pushing. I have... I'm not going to stop. Yeah, dude, it was inspiring, man. I was I was at work. I was at work serving tables at the comedy club when you when we were running the auction for that Ronald Acuña card uh, that you had made. And uh, I, first off, you want to talk about trust. You're the only person I trust in this world that I would give my uh, password to my account to. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I let you log in for me so you could keep updating the the price when it when it would rise. And dude, after two hours, it's at seven hundred bucks, man. I'm over here serving tables for minimum wage, getting tips and stuff. And I'm like, dog, seven hundred bucks in two hours. And I'm showing my coworkers, and they're like, dude, why do you work here? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, like, why don't you just do that? <laughs> they do. Card art gets you to the national. That's that's a story right there. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Like we could really milk that one, dude. And yeah, no doubt. Mean, straight up, seven hundred bucks in two hours. And what that tells me, because you and I both know that it still wasn't even getting full reach. It was getting kind of uh, flagged or whatever, because it, it probably only seen uh, two thousand or so eyeballs, as opposed to some of my posts be like ten thousand. And uh, uh, you know, all it would have taken is two or three other people that are interested in it, and who knows what the fuck that card goes for. Man. Yeah, all in due time, man. That that was a good. That was a, a positive experience. Uh, oh, yeah. and yeah, it'll keep going. I mean, I, we have things up our sleeve and, and new cards and, and definitely new adventures coming up. Uh, but, uh, Pete, do you have an answer to that same question that, uh, Donnie just asked me, which I spent way too long answering. <laughs> I, I do have an answer. It's as I was listening to you answer your question, I realized how similar my story is right. as far as. I think the question is what what the hobby has done for me, or what's the most the most unexpected unexpected. Uh, yeah, I, for me, it's growth. I'm not gonna lie. KK had mentioned it earlier earlier in the show when he had talked about uh, doing interviews 
and actually listening to other people do the interview before you go on the show. And I had actually started doing that a couple of weeks ago. And that's a trait or something that I did in the professional, like the job world, right? At the same yeah. time, if I know I have a job and I'm applying for this organization or this company, I'm going to study my butt off. So when I go in there, I know the ins and outs, you know what I mean? So just being, I've been able to learn how to apply almost everything that I've learned in life. And I've heard Donnie mention this too. Uh, in a previous show too, but just apply everything I've learned in life and approach the hobby now today with such more confidence. I mean, on the playground, I'm the same person y'all see uh, on the skits. The same person y'all see on the skits and on IG is the same person I'm at. I am at home and at work, in the classroom, on the playground, in the hallway. <laughs> I'm that same person. You know what I mean? So I'm always acting. I'm either acting sad, acting happy. Or sometimes I'm really sad, really happy. And those same emotions now, I feel like I'm in better control of them of the hobby as far as being able to gauge other people's feelings and how to make them feel good. I feel as if, man, advocating and, and, and creating. Also, uh, another unexpected one is uh, the challenge. I feel like the hobby w it, it came and it gave Slabby and Rip and myself a challenge. How can you, what can you do? What can you offer? How can you be different? What can you do that's never been done? And we really had to try and do it. And that's something that we've always done respectively in our own life. I'm the Dean of Students at the K through eight and I don't have a college degree. I told oh. myself I was gonna do it my way. Like I've been working in children and families for the last 20 years. So it's not, I have the, the street credentials for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But on paper, I don't have that. I've always done stuff my way. When I was bored, I wanted to learn how to do a muscle up. So now I can do muscle ups on the, the bar. You know what I mean? I said, forget basketball. Basketball was boring. Now I want to do CrossFit and gymnastics. Just And there was a time where I wanted to be a, 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 a MMA fighter. Just different things challenged me. And we I felt as if the hobby from an artistic standpoint, because I've always wanted to be artistic. I've never tried to be artistic as when I was younger, I did. But when I was older, I never tried to, you know what I mean? So just the challenge of being able to, to practice something, like doing it, love doing it, have fun doing it, appreciate doing it, and not knowing that I never knew I was going to be able, I like, man, y'all know, I never tried to rap a day in my life. But now sitting here saying, just like KK just said, I will rap about cards for the rest of my life. I don't care how old I am. I'm just rapping about cards. And I'm never going to rap about anything else that doesn't involve cards and my family and the kids I work with and, and the card art and just everything that, that's me. You know what I mean? So to, to sum it all up, the hobby, it growth, unexpected growth and just being able to hone a lot of skills that I picked up in life and 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 use them and apply them to the hobby. I didn't I I didn't fathom I'd be able to do that. So now I'm interested <clears throat> in life and where else I can apply those skill sets. You know what I mean? And that that same thing. So uh, right on. Good, very good answer. And side note, uh, if you live in the Bay Area, me and uh, me and me and Peter Pacman uh, slash RPS, we are indeed working on a live show. Uh, we're talking live show completely related to the hobby. Yep. It's going to be comedy, half comedy and half hip hop and 100% hobby, 100% love, 100% uh, positive energy, 10,000% uh, good time. And if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, 
do shoot either of us a DM and uh, and we'll we'll mark you down, and that'll be hopefully within uh, within a month or less after national takes place. So we'll say we'll shoot for some time between August and September, but you know talk about growth. You know we're out here just trying to to grow the hobby, uh, and what better way to do that than add some art forms to it that you know you wouldn't normally see related to the hobby so i think it'll be a good time myself i know it will it's this this, this groundbreaking it's groundbreaking I, I, it's going to be amazing it's going to be something that's going to be a staple in the hobby and hopefully in other other uh place areas too at the same time yeah hey, i, I mean, might not be, be able to be in the arena at the live aspect of it but i'll be watching every time and i'll be i'll be uh i'll be commenting and, and uh blowing you guys up the whole time oh yeah for sure something like that uh we'll try to get you out there we'll do our best uh <laughs> i think i think it would i think it would help draw some tickets you know uh you know and featuring the one and only card killer Damn, that's a hell of an intro, man. I can't beat no. that. I can't beat that. <laughs> the mad, the mass sensation. No doubt. Um, Don't let them do... near your rookie cards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My yeah. question, if I can remember it now. Okay. Since we wanted to do this, um, this episode about media, I had a bit of a question about what you guys see in the future as far as the hobby getting into the virtual world. I know that, you know, digital media has kind of taken a foothold in many different aspects, whether there would be digital assets or a lot of the content that's being created, including what, you know, what we're doing even right now. Um, but in a virtual world, how do you see the hobby interacting with a VR setting? Like, cause this seems like this ready player one Spielberg movie that came out like 10 years ago. That seems like that's in the works. So, um, if you can picture the hobby playing a role into that, what do you think it is? So, if I could, if I could uh, interject, I would say it will it will definitely play a role in the the youngest part of the youth of the hobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if you were five, six, seven, eight, whatever, ten, twelve. And uh, you get some opportunities like this to collect virtually before you even get the chance to fall in love with the type of nostalgia that that the normal part of the hobby brings. Um, you're going to start losing that connection to it. I mean, why why would they feel connected to that later in life when because when they were kids, their nostalgia the digital stuff that's what you know who knows what it'll be when they're grown up how how far the digital stuff will come but um i do i do think it'll play a role in that respect um but i do think there will be kind of a uh like a separation there might be a little bit of crossover with people collecting digitally virtually uh nfts etc but I think that there's always going to be a, a solid portion of the hobby that does it, that, that kind of just remains, uh, you know, with the same nostalgic connections 
and uh, you know collect the you know a lot of people don't like change so um, it, you know it's gonna be kind of a kind of a mix mix and match yeah I, I mean I agree with everything you said I, I I especially think that the youth that grows up on uh, in a digital world will you know ebb and flow when they turn 30 and 40 will do what we did and return the cards you know like and in that arena, the digital world is going to be a part of that. So I, I, I just see the interaction myself. If I were to answer the question myself, is I see like the a version of everything we do now live will be done virtually, and it's even starting in in, in a small step where there's this um, you know a virtue con thing going on where there is a virtual uh, card show like the virtual card expo, I believe it's called. Yeah, and yeah, I know, like, for I example, mean, I know that Jeremy is a part of that, Jeremy Lynn, and um, they do that out of Toronto, I believe, you know, and there's a lot of um, a lot of dealers that um, are up in Canada and they do uh, uh, the virtual show. And I think like, like that's kind of it, it's a great idea. And I think it's in its infant stages um, it, to the point where, like, I, I can get presented to choose 10 different. Uh, dealers that I want to speak to and then I click the button on my phone and I get into their live chat or whatever they're doing or if they're doing auctions or whatever I think that that'll only grow as the technology grows you know I have an oculus quest myself and we've been talking about this before there's nothing more that I want to do is to put that headset on and do a virt and go to a virtual convention and you know be able to virtually walk around to tables you know and I I think that can happen so that, you know, you don't have to sit there every uh, every year and wait for something like the National to come around. You can go and browse everybody's store in the country if you want to at the drop of a hat. So and that's it's going to happen. It's already happening. Are you gentlemen familiar with the card ladder with with the actual app? Yeah, uh, I oh, yeah. I mean, Pete, Pete is is basically sponsoring and 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 has a lot of affiliation with that. Pete, mm-hmm. like, what what's your association with that? Well, hold on, hold on. Before before that, um, I I mean, I I've loved the concept for a long time. I've always supported them. I I, I share I shared a lot of their posts. Uh, maybe maybe not like uh, like a whole bunch recently, but I, I definitely supported them in the past, and mm-hmm. I, I love what they're all about. I decided to download the app personally, um, kind of, kind of just hoping that it worked as well as I thought it would. Um, however, I, I, I don't feel like the database was was very full. Like, I mean, for example, uh, say you know, say I'm looking up the price for my Adley Rutschman uh, Bowman Chrome uh, autograph. You go to look it up. I mean that database has one card of Adley Rutschman total. Like he's a he's a first round draft pick. Yeah, I, I I know I don't know much about card ladders since I'm not on the side of, um, you know, sitting there and investing on cards and 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 being in the game that deep. I'm more on the, you know, and what I could figure out and what I could do with art in my in cards. Yeah, um, but I know that card ladder, um, they it has to actually over time expand. Cause I know that their database grows as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just a matter of something that, you know, they're, they're tackling at the moment. And then I know that, um, I think, that I, really, I, I really, really deep. 
I couldn't find any card that I own in that database. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's, it's definitely a growing platform. You're not going to find every single card that you have in there. I have a card ladder pro account. And I have the collection of wax that I do have, I do have in there, but it's only maybe 10 or 20%. But every week or every other week, one of my boxes and one of my cards pops up, you know what I mean? And it doesn't have the track history for all of its sales, but that's just the start of it. They have to start somewhere. And they're only a team of three right now. So with the stuff that they've they've done, you know what I mean? The three of them. Yeah, they essentially work for that sector of the hobby for those people who want to know keep track of their collection and the value, whether it be to, to re- get that return on the investment or just to know, you know what I mean? For me, I just like to have all my wax there in one place where I can just see it, even though it's not all of it, it's still cool. Hopefully eventually it will, but it's so definitely missing the, a lot of cards. I don't think the there's one platform that has every single card. Is there? What's the best way to, to utilize that platform? What is it for? The best way to utilize that platform for me is to see the check the value of the market to see what things are going at, um, at least the things that are present on there. So if I'm if I'm about to make a deal on a card, if I'm about to buy a card, I'm not just checking eBay now. I'm checking Car Ladder. I'm checking eBay. I'm checking Facebook. Like Car Ladder is one of the things I use as a tool and a measure amongst a lot of other platforms that I use as a tool or measure. Then from there, I make my own. You know, I make my I, I go with my gut. OK, this is this, this is what it's going for here. This is what it's going for here. I'll buy it for this or I'll send an offer for this. So for me, I use Carlighter for that if I wanted to buy something and it's actually on there and I can track it. And just to hold my just a place where I can see if one of my collection, if a box sells for a certain amount of money and they track it, then, you know, at an auction or an eBay or something. then it's just cool to know. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I. I in my opinion, I feel like it's I feel like they, they probably do a good job of, you know, really, really um, cherry picking out certain things that are trending, you know, exactly. And exactly. I, feel like that's what it, I feel like that's what it's good for to, to, to kind of just be up on game uh, of what is trending currently. Um, but in fact, that the reason why I downloaded it is because, yeah, uh, two days ago i i knocked out like a pretty big in-person trade with with a buddy of mine and i mean we we, you know we we moved probably uh you know probably close to like 800 dollars worth of cards uh each way and so i I mean I, i personally put a lot of trust into trades like that with people that i'm comfortable with i'm not i'm not sitting there looking up ebay comps every every 10 seconds um however the person i'm with i i you know i can't say the same um you know very very high on comps um trying to downplay cards that i have um you know that have that have you know had a a smaller comp you know today and last week it sold for 50 dollars more talk about well what have you done for me lately and uh I that's not how I collect, man. Um, I don't care about you know we uh, a dip in price from one week. I'm gonna value it, you know. If if I'm I'm gonna average it out. If one sold for 150, one sold for 200, I'm gonna put it at 175. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna instantly say that it's a cheaper car like that when it it has proven to sell for this price very very recently. Um, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the same way I am, bro. And I think that's just preference. Some people are going to go off that last comp or that last number. Me, I'm going to look at all the numbers and then I'm going to make my own number up based off what I feel. You know what so, I mean? So, yeah. So yeah. Here, here's the thing, though. Uh, I was told some some legitimate misinformation and, and it, it upset me, bro. Um, someone's at my, I, I, you know, I hope he doesn't hear this if he does. But um, to, for someone to stand in front of me at my house and say he's looking at a comp that sold for three hundred recently, and then you know, and then and then I just you know, of course I'm trusting in the moment, but he you know he takes off and I'm kind of curious, dude. The only comp that I found was for one seventy five, and so mm. and so he brought up something else. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool and everything, but I definitely not sure if I found a comp for 300 on that on that Tatis, you know. And uh, he's like, well, no, well, uh, I I said I found some cars similar to it, and uh, blah blah. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like you stood in front of me and said uh, it had gained value since the last time because it, it's a car that I owned, and then I traded it to him, and then he wanted to trade it back. Um, you, you, in hindsight, it, it's because he was probably nervous about that low comp. Uh, fortunately, I liked, I, you know, I love the card. It was mine to begin with, but I, I'm big on integrity, man. I, there's not, there's not a whole lot of people that I trust in this world, and uh, mm-hmm. it kind of bums you out when someone, uh, t- you know, tells you like a legit lie like like there's ways to paint it to make it seem like a high-end card without 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 specifically saying that uh, like something that doesn't exist right you know how to do it it's being a salesman that's what kind of made me interested in uh checking out that app i'm like i'd be curious to um to look up the prices that way if it's there it's for sure an option it's a tool you know what i'm saying definitely yeah, I just, I just, I, I guess I, I just hope that they're able to um, really sustain that database and and make it um, so it's it's helpful for all collectors uh, rather than just like some basketball collectors or because uh, the concept alone is is fucking money, dude. Like that's, I mean, something like that needs to exist, you know. Yeah, that a lot of a lot of uh, people over in Canada too feel the same way. They for the, a lot of the hockey collectors, it doesn't serve a purpose for them because there isn't a lot of hockey or any hockey. I'm not sure. I don't know how much hockey is on there. I haven't checked, but you know, like you but said, I was, it, checking, I was even checking some of my Kobe cards, bro. Like none of that shit was popping up. It's like, like what is it for? You know. But I mean, I I I I do I I like I said, I definitely I I know that they key in on like specific trends that are popping off and it, they, they give very good advice for people looking to buy, uh, you know, shit that is at a good price right now that will, that will gain value soon. Uh, they're good with that kind of advice, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a great concept and I, and I, I hope to see, uh, to see more from them and uh, they're, they're some of the best people I've ever met. Some of that real cool. Yeah, you guys about to blow up my super savage shout out. Jesus. Oh, oh man. Hey. Oh, man. Uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, we're not even there yet. Uh, uh, what no. Pete has a question still, right? And yeah. does, does someone else need to answer a question? Where are we? 
Uh, I've answered your <laughs> question, Donnie. You guys have answered mine, right? What was yeah. your question again? My, oh, my, yeah. my uh, what is uh, virtual reality going to play in the role in the hobby? Oh, yeah, 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 I believe, yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. we covered that. Yeah, we covered that. Okay. I wasn't going to say anything different than what we've said already and what you said, so we covered that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what, Pete's question? Yeah, I, I need to know. My I question was real simple, y'all. You know, I, I just wanted to catch up. It's been a while. We haven't we haven't been able to get on for various different reasons. So I just want to catch up with y'all. I just want to shoot the shit and see what y'all what y'all have been on, what y'all looking forward to. I know we talked about nationals already. Everybody's looking forward to that. But man, other than that, what's been going on with y'all? Damn, for me, it's straight up national. I mean, uh, like I said, I had so many people that I look forward to seeing. And that I want to show love to. So uh, my my days have been work. My nights have been art. Uh, on and off. I mean, we have the summer and, and the weather's getting better over here on the East Coast. So we're having fun and everything is opened up. You know, we don't even have to wear the mask anymore anywhere we go, really. So um, it's been very festive in the city. You know, people are enjoying their time when they go out. It, it really feels like a really nice vibe in the city. And it's it's very inspiring. And I see it every day. So um other than that it's just a lot of work just working and working and grinding man that's 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 uh the bottom line how about you uh pete how about you uh, i mean donnie yo yo uh man i've been i've been putting in a massive amount of time on growing our platforms um yeah. i mean dude we run the uh we co-run the sports card art gallery um we just hit 9,000 followers on that. I mean, that's been, that's been around for what, less than a year. Yeah. Like, like, well, well less than a year. Um, we got the Griffey legacy page, which I have been putting a little bit less work into. Um, it definitely serves a purpose, but it's just a different, uh, platform. It's, it's not as, um, immersive as, the, the actual gallery is to be able to show, you know, people's versatile work rather than, you know, artists specific Ken Griffey Jr. piece, which, but like I said, they both serve a very uh, valid uh, role. We do have and, something. We do have a really nice little uh, a fun thing coming up on that page really soon though. So everybody stay tuned for that. Yeah. In fact, uh, it would behoove all of you to not be following that page and it's called the the Griffey Legacy Project. That's right. Yeah, at the Griffey Legacy Project. And um, you'll be kicking yourself in the ass later on if you don't give that page a follow. Uh, I can promise you that. There'll be some fun stuff coming up. Um, so you're talking about that page uh, alone. It's got over 7,000 followers. And then... I have my other page, uh, Doc a Day uh, 16, which is a few follows away from hitting 13,000. So if you, if you add all that up, man, that's about, I mean, I'm not going to add it up right now, but it's like, it's about 60,000 uh, followers, man. That's a lot. Whew, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of uh, time spent on this damn uh, application, just literally just showing love and and uh, immersing myself into the hobby. 
<clears throat> and it's it's paid off, man. You know, uh, just like uh, Car Killer was saying. Uh, in fact, today is the actual day that I hit thirty thousand followers, and Ooh. I almost yeah, I almost feel like it's a, a monkey off my back because it's been it's been a, a goal that has been like so close to me that I have been spending so much time focusing in on it, trying to achieve that goal. So I feel like I can finally kick back a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 a different world. I um, <clears throat> since the last time we spoke, I did get uh, three teeth pulled out of my face, and uh, <laughs> that was a that was a gnarly experience, man. It ended up getting infected like a week and a half into it, so I had like a week of normal healing, and then it just kind of ballooned up. And um, I, I went back to the dentist and, and they said, oh, it looks, looks fine and dandy to me. You know, they took a real quick look at it and I knew it was getting worse uh, every day. So uh, three days uh, go by, it's just getting worse and worse. So I went to the ER and they take a look at it. They're like, yeah, man, that's infected as shit. Uh, here, you know, here's some antibiotic and, uh, Man, let's just say it, it, it even took like a, a week of antibiotics for it to even start showing any improvements. So it was a long process, man, when, you, you know, of course, having to deal with the reality of missing those teeth is, is already enough torture and, and like pain in the ass. But then when you're dealing with the fact that you don't even know if your shit's improving or not, um, it was stressful, especially while I'm trying to knock out commissions and, you know, make some more art. And meanwhile, my fucking face is throbbing, you know. Yeah. Damn, so, yeah, I'm glad it's I'm glad that that's kind of uh, uh, over and done with. And yeah, I mean, I've been working I've been working back at the comedy back at the comedy club serving tables and. Um, I, I gave them three uh, three days availability for a long time. They were they were scheduling me two days a week, just being that it's it was a limited capacity. So you know, even like even a sold out show, um, it's only a hundred and twenty people rather than four hundred and thirty. So you only need like two or three servers rather than like seven or eight. So, yeah. um, and. I think just as of this week, they lifted the restrictions and they're going from one fourth capacity to just, just gates open. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're back at full capacity, which yeah. that's fucking intense, man. Um, in fact, today, today's the, <laughs> today, uh, I'll, I'll be going in tonight for the first time for like a real capacity show. And it's Brian Posehn, who's pretty—he's pretty famous. I bet you know all about Brian Posehn. I do. Hard killer. Hard killer. Well, yeah, he's hilarious. He was on The Big Bang Theory as a reoccurring uh, teacher. Yeah, the, the geology. Hilarious. I got a T-shirt with him. Yeah, I'm not with him, but with him on it. And okay. he had—he had a strange, like I think it was a HBO comedy, like a dark comedy movie about two years ago. And it was it was right up my alley, but it was very he's a, he's very a good. Big, a good. He's one. a big he's a big metalhead. He loves uh, yeah. heavy metal music. 
Yeah, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And I, I hear him on on my um my radio station every once in a while. He comes on with his with his stand up, and he's a very quirky guy. And uh, but he but he's really funny. He's really funny. So I'm so glad you're gonna see him. It, I mean, it'll be like probably the third or fourth time that I've seen him. But I dude, yeah. I look forward to it. Like uh, the first time I seen him, bro. Uh, the feature act was up uh, on stage and he was getting ready to introduce him. And Brian Posehn's just sitting uh, in the hallway on the, at the bottom of the staircase, just just sitting there getting ready to go on. And I and I'm and I'm walking to the kitchen and I just like I just seen him and I'm and I and I'm like I'm like oh Brian Posehn, what's going on, man? Let me get a hug. And I hugged him, dude. And it was the most awkward shit. Um, like hugging a walrus. Well, for sure, for sure that. But it's it's like hugging a walrus that doesn't want to hug you back. <laughs> and because uh, I mean, dude, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a hugger. You know, you, you see someone uh, with with good energy, someone that you you look up to, someone that you like. That for some reason, man, like I just go straight to the hug. He wasn't he wasn't with it, man. And uh, the funny thing is. He he's pretty secluded. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the comedians will go to the bar and get a drink and say what's up and 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 be very accessible to the staff, very thankful uh, for them. Uh, Brian Posehn, on the other hand, he spends his time in the green room. Like you 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 won't you won't see him. Like you you know he he's back there. He'll do his thing. He'll put on a great show. But uh, you know th- there won't be any meet and greets. There won't, you know, he's he just kind of he just kind of does this thing. So um, fortunately, I have um, <laughs> made myself, uh, you know, accessible. I guess if you will, uh, you know. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, sometimes you, know, <laughs> you can, sometimes you got to catch him on the way out or whatever. But. I'm very, I'm very respectful about it. I mean, you know me. I'm not trying to profit off any of these guys. It's, no, of it's, course, of course, it's, you did it in the most respectful, professional way possible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if it ain't right, so, you don't do it at all. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. There's been, there's been numerous occasions where I've had stuff ready to sign, and uh, it, it just didn't work out. And mm-hmm. uh, you can't be mad at it. It, it is what it is. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I will definitely be trying to uh, get him to sign a couple of tickets, man. Uh, that's that's kind of been my thing lately. Uh, I'm sure uh, I know Card Killer's seen it. Pete, you probably have seen a little bit of it. Uh, I've had I've had a couple of different people make uh, these cut signatures into like an actual card art piece. Uh, I mean, I mean, damn near into a normal into like a real card. Like it doesn't even look like card art. Um, like they're able to, to digitally put on an image and, and actually print out like uh, you know nice cardstock and everything. So uh, yeah, I think it'd be real unique to yeah, turn one into a Brian Posehn card. Yeah, no doubt. And if you uh, if you ever see Tom Segura, tell him I love him. <laughs> uh, I got so I lucked out, man. Tom Segura is famous. Like he's. He's way bigger than comedy club level. Of course, he'll play at comedy clubs like in L.A. when I mean, of course, he's moving to to uh, uh, Texas now. 
to be with fucking Joe Rogan, but um, you know, all those dudes would play at the comedy store just because that's what you do uh, when you're an LA comic and it's where all the big boys play. But when he comes to San Francisco, he plays at theaters, you know, places where instead of seating 430 people, these theaters are seating like four or 5,000 people. And uh, there was a time when he was playing at the Masonic, I believe, in San Francisco, which seats like three or 4,000 people. Uh, he ended up adding a late night, like maybe two days in advance. Like he bumped someone else's show completely. <laughs> and uh, he ended up doing a late show at our comedy club right after he did a theater show like an hour earlier. Insane. And so, uh, you know, I came correct. Um, and I had some Allen and Ginter cards, which he had just been put on that set. Uh, I think he, he was, he was put on in 2018 for the Allen and Ginter set. And, um, dude, talk about another dude that, that wasn't very accessible. And I dude, I waited for an hour, an hour. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I waited for like over, well over an hour after the show had ended for him to just uh, come downstairs. <laughs> you know? And I mean, you know, rule number one is don't don't go in the green room and fucking ask him for anything. Like that's just that's just like that's rule number one. Um, so I I don't I didn't you know I just kind of let it be and. Uh, Dude, is is as much as that dude didn't, you know, he doesn't really particularly like to do meet and greets and 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 talk to a bunch of fans afterwards. Uh, he, dude, he loved talking to me. We had a great, you know, like ten minute conversation. He had no problem signing a few cards, and uh, I I had mentioned that there was, you know, a, a group of four or five, uh, you know, kids that were outside the club that were just kind of waiting to say hi to him. And, and he got, he got kind of excited that they were willing to wait that long after the show had ended. And um, by the time that I left to go home, he was out there like chopping it up with those fans for like 10 minutes. So he sounds like an appreciative guy though. If even if he's a little secluded, his some of his routine is like I don't want to talk to anybody, so he kind of puts it out there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that exactly. I mean, he that's where he and his uh, his buddy Bert Kreischer, that's where he and him differentiate themselves because Bert will do a meet and greet and and meet everybody after for free, uh, as opposed to many people do a paid meet and greet. And Bert is straight famous as hell, um, and. Yeah, I I was part. I I got to see the process of him going from a a comedy club act to a theater act. Uh, that dude, like, he outgrew our comedy club. But I was fortunate enough to, I'd say, I probably worked three different rounds, three different years of him coming and playing and performing there. Um, but yeah, he's, dude, he's a hardworking dude, man. He's always touring and he's actually in Russia right now filming a movie about the, the story that he told the machine story. If you heard it, um, he's, he's making a full blown movie about 
the story that like made him famous. So kind of uh, cool, man. Kind of unique to see how that turns out. But yeah, I've met both of them and as much as they are best friends and whatnot, like they couldn't be more different and they, they both couldn't have been more dope. Like when I met them, but just, just two complete different personalities. <laughs> That's dope. So yeah, long story short, shit. That's what I've been up to, man. Back in the comedy game while, uh, you know, trying to, trying to make that show happen with you not trying to, uh, going to make that happen with you. Uh, and, yeah, I mean it's 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 significant to to be connected in that in both of these worlds and not combine the two, right? Right. So, you know what? I think I think uh, if if uh, if if your boy B is up for it, man, maybe we can get him to host it. That'd be dope. I, I mean, I've seen him host many shows. He's he, there's now too many people better than him at it. Yeah, be a beast. Talk to him. Talk to him about be it. Be a beast. So, uh, all right. That, I think that clears out our questions. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're rolling up hear, on. I want to hear. I want to hear Pete, man. What well, uh, Pete's been up to a lot too. Yeah, a lot, a lot of work, <laughs> family, hobby. Specifically, that's pretty much it. Work. Well, you've been, you been, the, you, you've been making the rounds with the interviews and all that. Yeah, I've been feeling like a lot of people, for some particular reason or the other, who knows, a lot of people, or maybe they're just now hearing about RPS, so they do want to learn a little bit more about RPS. So I've been making sure we share share as much of our why and our story as possible to those who, you know, engage and show interest for whatever reasons. Um, yeah, a lot of that's been going on, a lot of work, got summer school for the first time in probably over 15 years that I've had to work summer school. So that's been an adjustment. A lot of the sports have calmed down, not coaching right now. My son, Little League, just finished. I don't think they start back up until the end of July, I believe. So we got some time there to just hang out with the family. Uh, and that's it. We were able to shoot a little sizzle for, for a potential potential reality TV show. Or not, it's not a reality TV show, a lot. It's a documentary. I keep on calling it a reality TV show, and it's not. It's a documentary, but everything feels like a reality TV show to me these days because I don't watch TV like that. So um, they had some camera crew come and take some footage of RPS in the studio and ask us some questions and got some shots of us and our family. So we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, we, we, we just trying to keep on grinding and creating as much as we can on our own and with those who, who gravitate towards us and who align with us and who have the same interest in mind. So... That, that's been a whole bunch of that going on. A whole bunch of creating, too. Javid and uh, and Marky, Slabby and Rip, we've been getting together a lot. We've been getting together a lot. A lot means once a week or once every other week. But for the past 15 months, we didn't see each other at all. The, not, the, 12, the 10 months that we were making music, we were never together. So for us to actually be together now and make music, it's kind of fun to just hang out and spend time together. Sometimes we just procrastinate for 75% of the time. You know what I mean? But just spending that time together, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say, it's, it's, I bet you the hobby has been a huge blessing with you three. And, and not that you guys haven't been close your whole life, but, I mean, I bet you the hobby has brought y'all even closer. Even closer. No, it's brought us even closer. It's brought us, the three of us together, 
whenever we've been together at family events or things, yeah, we're close. All our, fa all our family is pretty much the same, equally close, right? But we've never been on any type of endeavor, the three of us together. It's either been Javid and I, or you know what I'm saying, or Marky and I, and yeah. another cousin, or somebody oh, yeah. else, or Javid and I, and another family member. It's never been the three of us, per se. So for the three of us to spend time together and get to know each other more, find out that we're, we already knew we were just alike. It doesn't take time for us to know that. You know what I mean? We've always supported each other throughout life. We've never been strangers, but you're right, bro. We've We've never spent, we talk every single day. We've never talked every single day before. You know what I mean? So even me, I mean, my my brother lives in Weed, California, so uh, super duper NorCal. And uh, ever since I got back into the hobby, he he started getting back into collecting probably a year or two after. And he, you know, he's more into it now than I am. And me and him talk every day about it. So. Uh, and and he and I had gone, you know, weeks and sometimes months without even uh, catching up. And now, you know, for for one reason or the next, the hobby has just, you know, uh, just formed a, a whole another connection and uh, gives gives you something else to 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 talk about, you know, because just like you said, y'all three are on the same mission now. Yes. So you're trying to you're trying to further the same the same vehicle. So to have three, you know, like minded individuals, uh, much like ourselves, even to uh, to all be after the same goal and uh, have the have the maturity to make it happen. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. And, and, and to know that the one the one glue that holds it all together is the hobby. Facts. Yeah. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. We are deep into it though. An hour and 45 minutes. Let's get into them. Uh, them. Them triple S's. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, talking talking about that super savage shout outs. Yeah, we really need to have that real drop. We need to find that because uh, I have it. I have it. On, I have it on the soundboard of the computer. I'll bring it out next time for sure. Sweet. I just have to get it together. Hey, I have a whole bunch of soundboard out for real. Yeah, I get not, that. Not out. a bad, not a bad version though, Donnie. No, I'm not gonna knock yeah. it. I tried. Let's bring that out for nationals. <laughs> we'll do that for nationals. We'll bring the soundboard out for nationals. We'll make it a show. We'll make it a show. We'll give. We'll have some giveaways too. I'll yeah, hope get some hopefully. stickers, hoodies. That's when people can get some hoodies if they tune into our show to whatever we got going at national. Then they they'll know what's going on, so they'll have the opportunity to win some free goodies. Yeah, ho hopefully we're able to uh, snag a room that we could actually use. To film a live podcast to where we could have people sit in and whatnot. That if would be not, cool. If not, we just do it at one of our hotel rooms. Yeah, we're taking over the hotel lobby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll find it. somewhere. That we're taking over everywhere we go. Come on now. Stop. <laughs> what if they got like hot tubs and, and like gym rooms and, and like rec rooms and shit? So we're making well, content you're, you're, any and everywhere. You think about you're it, the we one can that, do it. You're the one that booked the hotel, bro. Yeah, man, card killer in the hot tub. That's what it's gonna be. So, <laughs> killer tub, killer tub talks. <laughs> killer tub talks. All right. Well, uh, who's going? Who's going with them shout outs first? You know. My, yeah, go ahead, Pete. My savage shout out is gonna go. I don't think I've given my guy a shout out yet. His Instagram is Black Mamba Exquisite. My guy Reza. Uh, Put that high end. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy Reza, one of the guys who, similar to you, Donnie, we just like connected and linked up organically on fluke, but organically at the same time. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. the love was just reciprocal and it was it, the energy was there. The vibes was there. He was actually the one who invited me to my first card show in Dallas, what, December or January, whenever it was. And just being able to get into the hobby and for him just to, for lack of a better phrase, open his home. I wasn't at his home, but his hotel or his Airbnb, his any and everything. You know what I mean? He really made me feel uh, made us feel RPS feel valued just as people more than anything before we even talked about cards we found out that we had so much in common when it came to our personal lives and our goals that we wanted for our children and, and our spouses and things like that and I think that's what draws us uh, together but that guy has an amazing collection of cards he's an amazing dealer seller I don't usually talk about guys that have uh the expensive cars and things like that but i wanted to shout him out because he's just an amazing human being period and i probably wouldn't be going to any card show if it wasn't for him showing me how to be comfortable at a card show and the card show etiquette and things like that not literally but just being able to watch him navigate and walk through a card show and you know now i felt comfortable for me to hop on a plane and say i'll go to chicago i'll go to dallas by myself whether he's there or not whether rip or slabby can make it or not just to represent for the crew and the brand you know what i mean so well at, at this point there's not a car show you could go to to where that you know someone doesn't recognize you pretty much pretty much so well, matter of fact say, matter of fact are you gonna uh make an appearance at the uh car show in fairfield on uh yeah. june 24th i'm gonna make an appearance i'll probably slide through saturday and or sunday but i definitely want to go to the trade night at talking baseball in danville uh, that saturday night i believe too i want to i want to check that out oh but yeah, i'm man. gonna make an appearance i got sucker i got suckered into coming into work that night um, but I, Donnie, you know I'm, what though, bro? I'm kind. Of, I'm not even gonna lie to you. The bay, the bay, the bay scene. As far as the hobby, bro, I don't be feeling the love and the vibes like like we get elsewhere. Oh, oh yeah, you won't. You and won't. it's not even. I, it's not even like I want people to be anything. I'm just talking about as human being. Like when I walk oh. in the building without an RPS thing, I don't like the vibes. A lot of the vibes away. You know what I mean? Of these uh, I, I hobby do, shows I do, in the bay. I do know. I do know what you mean, man. People are yeah. kind of smug. People are very uh, self-centered. Yeah. People, people are very. <laughs> people are very selfish. People are very yeah. greedy. Yeah, bro. Like, I know that's not everybody, but my experience in the hobby, that's not local card shops. Local card shops are cool, but Yo. in the, the, the card shows in the baby, eh, eh, I'm cool. Well, you know what? I mean, the way I see it is, I mean, I've only been to card shows in the Bay Area. You know, mm -hmm. I don't even know anything different. I've only been to, I've only been to what, uh, I mean, maybe three, four, maybe three or four shows in my life. Uh, probably the bigger one. Well, uh, man, it's not even, it probably wasn't even bigger, but the uh, probably the one that I liked the most was in uh, Sacramento at the Plaza Hotel. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was all right. It, it's it's basically just cool to be around a bunch of cards in general. But uh, you know, sometimes you come around some good deals. Uh, there was one in Daly City where uh, that's how I got probably three-fourths of my starting lineup toys someone had bought a storage locker and ended up with like 500 of them and they were selling them for like two bucks a pop 
and I was fucking, and I bought like 30 of them, probably more, probably, or I don't know, probably 30, 40 of them. And, um, those, I mean, starting lineups are dope, you know? So like, it, that was cool to find that deal. And, and there, there are definitely deals to be made at any card show, uh, <clears throat> whether, whether it's purposely or off of the negligence of someone not knowing the value of what they have. Thanks. You know that. I mean, that's part of the hunt. But, um, yeah, that's a solid shout-out, man, especially someone that inspired you to uh, have more of, a, of an affiliation with car shows at a national level. Yep, yep, yep. Real, real, bro, man. He, he got my back same way y'all got it, so I appreciate him. Shout-out Reza. That's my super savage shout-out for this for this show, for sure. Black Mamba Exquisite. Right on. I, I can dig it, man. I'm going I'm to take the reins next. And, uh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose somebody that we have for sure already selected before. But it's, it's just one of those things, man. He, he, he deserves it. Uh, I'm talking about Third Dan Art. At, uh, at Third Dan Art. Uh, we've talked about him a number of times. But uh, th- talk about someone having your back. Uh, he, he has helped me out tremendously. Uh, most specifically with helping me out with making uh, graphics for some of the uh, auctions that I host, whether they be charitable auctions or uh, just promoting, you know, hot artists. But uh, sometimes I need a graphic and I don't really have the wherewithal to make it myself. So to be able to uh, have someone else to, 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 that I can count on for those type of situations it's big, man. You know, uh, Card Killer was a, uh, Card Killer was able to make a, a pretty nice graphic for the piece that he had made, the uh, Ronald Acuna, uh, specifically in a video format, which was real cool. So, uh, and I, I owe Dan an apology because I was at work when that auction had uh, touched down, and Card Killer had made a graphic you know, pretty relatively right before that. And uh, like probably a half hour after I started working, Dan sent me a graphic of Card Killer's, uh, his piece, but we had already had one. So I felt kind of, not kind of bad. I felt, I felt like a dick that I wasn't, uh, you know, that I, that I didn't tell him to, to not, not, not to worry about that one. So, but yeah, uh, shout out to Dan for all the help uh it's it's very much appreciated all right my my third one uh keeping trying to keep with the theme of media in the hobby and we're going to i i it's basically two ogs of uh good media content and we were talking about card ladder before but chris and christina oh yeah uh, you know the hobbies two sweethearts the best uh, yeah, are simply uh, the best at what they do. Uh, they put out incredible content. They've been doing it for a couple of years, uh, from House of Jordans to Christina's yeah. Christina spinoff, which was uh, another Ooh, podcast hey. where she interviews artists called Christina's Corner. Yeah. Uh, I happen to be on episode number three of that. Yeah. Uh, so she, <laughs> I know that they, they've been busy trying to build a card ladder, but they do plan on getting back into those um into those uh you know podcast episodes and chris has uh you know another one called uh the crossover which he does live on friday nights 
Uh, he does that with Cardboard Chronicles. There's, uh, you know, a lot of content, yeah, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of good advice going on there because these guys are the ones who originated Card Ladder. And um, we've been talking about it lately, and I know that they're growing. I mean, that's the thing you're going to have to deal with. Sometimes, you know, you got to put out a product in, in, in kind of like a mode where it's like, you know, we got we to gotta learn the ropes and we got to see what's necessary and what's needed. But we want to see the feedback now so we know where to go. I think they they are are basically on that cusp of, you know, having everything kind of ironed out. And I know they're grinding at it. So um, they're two dedicated individuals to the hobby and uh, they love the hobby as we do. And we love them for it. Uh, so I just wanted to give them a little shout out. Uh, it's Chris uh, underscore H.O.J. on Instagram. And Christina is Christina's PC. So you guys can check them out, give them a follow. Obviously, you're probably most likely following them already. But if you don't know, now you know. Have you met them in person yet, KK? I have not. I oh, have not. okay. They I'm don't, not live, they don't live, live exactly local, but everybody kind of plans on convening in Chicago. So okay, like, so we're going to be... Yeah, okay. We're going to be talking a lot to a lot of people in the industry in, in Chicago. And I can't wait to meet everybody who's uh, listening in that's going to go. Uh, I'll definitely take every second I can with you guys. Uh, Absolutely. Just to hang out, just to have fun. And, yep. you know, and us, us, you know, five will be will be connected uh, at the shows for sure. And I can't wait um, to <laughs> that weekend. Just it's boggling my mind to think how much is going to go on, you know. Uh, so I'll see you guys there. I'll see Chris and Christina there. And uh, I definitely um, think this was a, one of the longest episodes, if not the longest episodes we ever done since we uh, hadn't touched base in a couple of weeks. So well, glad to get another one out. I think it's good for uh, for everybody that's been waiting for episode eight, man. Now they got something to, to really sink their teeth into. Yeah, right. Hey, it's almost two hours of us jabbing, jabbing away. Um, yeah, that's where you guys... I appreciate the time that you guys took today. Uh, I'm getting back into my card art for the night and gearing up. And uh, maybe, you know, within the next week or two, we'll get uh, our ep- our next episode out. And, uh, no, I no, 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 no. We, we, uh, oh, I mean, I if, if possible, it'd be, it'd be great to get one uh, with, with all three of you guys on Sunday, if, that's, if that could happen. Sunday, I have – oh, shit. What do I have on Sunday? I'm going to a Foo Fighters concert at Madison Square Garden. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, young man. Okay, well, young man. Hey, never mind okay, that. Young man. Fun. Yeah, for real. They, they, <laughs> they sprung it. They sprung it like a week ago, and my friend won tickets on the radio, and he's like, you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun, man. That'd be hella fun. So, uh, yeah, we'd have, I, I'll do it any other day, um, you know, but, you know, let's plan, we'll plan for it. I'm all down. Yeah. Word, man. Well, uh, until next time, man, we'll, we'll see y'all outside the wax. Good night, fellas. Peace. Peace.